breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel. Also a free download the Keel News app. We're talking with Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault. Uh, let's uh, switch gears just a little bit, Mayor, and talk about uh, storm debris cleanup. Tell us where we are. I know you've uh, you've put out re, uh, RFPs for cleanup, and companies have responded. Yes, they have. In fact, we've uh, we've made a uh, we've made a selection and process of finalizing that contract. I hope it'll be finalized today or tomorrow. Uh, basically, they'll get a notice to proceed, and they will begin. Uh, they will begin picking up debris. They're going to make at least three passes throughout the city uh, with their equipment to pick up debris. Uh, they're supposed to do that within 42 days, which is seven weeks. Uh, excuse me, six weeks. And uh, I got my math backwards. And then the did you uh, go to Northwood with me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I went to Captain Shreve, and I'm sure Doctor McCullough is quite unhappy with my math. But at the moment, she was my advanced math teacher. So put your uh, stuff out the maybe, curb. Maybe, that, maybe that's why I got a B. <laughs> so you need to put your stuff out at the curb. Does it matter how big it is, Mayor? It really doesn't matter how big it is, but it is very important. That only that in those piles only vegetative waste. In other words, if you have other yes. damaged things or other things, don't put it with the branches and the tree trunks and that kind of thing, uh, because the site that we have gotten approved, which was one of the other things we had to do, the site that we got approved is a city-owned site, but it's only approved for vegetative waste. So. It'll all be brought there, and then it will be processed there before it's disposed of. And we're still uh, discussing how we might dispose of it, how small the pieces will be, whether it might be available for uh, either for the landfill uh, or uh, perhaps for some other environmental-friendly uses. And we're trying to uh, investigate that. But the most important thing is to get it off the street. But it. We're looking at uh, we're looking at the end of August or the first part of September before that process is finished. With this amount of debris that is going to be picked up, is it possible to you know maybe turn that into mulch and actually be able to sell it to and benefit from that from that waste at all? That's that's one of the options. The cost benefit of that is one of the options uh, that we're looking at, and so. Uh, that is something that I would like to see. I just don't know whether it's economically viable or not. Mayor, we're speaking with Mayor Tom Arsenault. Will there be a schedule of, you know, here's the neighborhoods they're working on on Mondays, you know, kind of like our garbage pickup? Will there be any kind of schedule like that, or is it just going to kind of be citywide or at random? We have not gotten that far with the company to determine it. They're still they're still looking and engaging subcontractors and that kind of thing. So, uh, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. It does make sense, and if, if that's the most efficient way to do it, then that would be it. But one of the reasons they're going to make up to three passes is, you know, regardless of where you tell people to have it out by a certain day, if they can't get somebody to help them get it out by that day, it doesn't do them much good. So there'll be multiple passes through the city. 
There's also a provision in their uh, RFP that I, I read. Yeah, I don't have a life, so I read the RFP. It, it was $1.5 million. Um, you anticipate that this company will be able to handle that and also clean up the parks, too, because I know there's a lot of stuff down in a lot of our parks. Uh, they should be able to. Uh, they should be able to do that, and it's certainly part of the contract. Okay, and that work will start how soon? You have to you have to finalize it, and then how quickly do they ramp up and and get in town? I would hope within two weeks from today. Okay, and are they local company? Will they be using some local companies? They are not a local company, but they will be using local subcontractors. One of the reasons we chose this particular one was it. It had a fair share component in it. Well, Mayor Tom Arsenault, you hit the ground running. You're now uh, six months in, and uh, you have had a massive storm. You've had lots of violence. Um, is, there, is there something else you're worried about coming soon? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, I cherish my normal week. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're but, you we're, know uh, this is this is uh, this is what we anticipated. Not not all of these things we anticipated, but we anticipated challenges, and we have a staff that's prepared to handle them, and uh, we think we're handling them uh, skillfully and uh, calmly. And I think that's the most important for the people. Is that we will make our we. This is a strong community, and we will make it through all this. Uh, and so it now is not a time to, to panic. We certainly can feel sadness and we mourn for people that are, that are injured, but we have to move forward. We have to move forward calmly and with resolve. And, and, uh, Mayor, would you, uh, be sure to come forward with any more information as it, as it becomes available, especially on, uh, suspects or things like that? We certainly will. At the, at the time that we feel like we're able to do that without hindering the investigation. Uh, we will certainly pass along that information. And you are, again, urging folks with any, no no tidbit is too small, come forward, report what you know, correct? Correct. Yeah, I think I think there are people out in the community who have an idea uh, what group these people might be belong to or who these people might be, and that information is very important to us. Mayor Tom Arsenault, uh, now Aaron says, is there anything you're dreading coming up? Let me ask you this. Is there something that you're looking forward to? Let's end on a positive. Is there something that that uh, maybe you can tell us about that you're excited about? Well, we have a, we have a great balloon rally uh, no, a weekend after this, and there are a lot of really good things, good things going on in the city, and I am encouraged by what I see out there. I think there's some new attitudes of, of people. They... They take a blow to the face when we have one of these things, but we recover from this. That's mm-hmm. the greatness. The greatness and the resolve of our community is that we recognize there are some things that we don't have any real control over, but that we can exercise our rights and our abilities in the things that we do have control over, and that's very important. Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault, thank you, sir, and we hope you do have a a, a nice weekend in front of you. I appreciate it. Thank you all very much for having me on. Thanks. Coming up after the news, uh, DeSoto Parish Sheriff Jason Richardson going to join us talking about the Brian Horn murder trial. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel.com.
1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. All right, I have to ask, did you get ribs over the weekend? No, we I already, I already that. had them last week. I mean, I went to oh, Jack's oh, and got okay. them the week, you know, when I did the post. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's so true. I, ha- yeah. I had my fill and, um, so, yeah, I, they're way off the diet, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I had, these must be like stress dreams. I had oh, another dream. No. I was supposed to be riding in some parade, okay? Oh. And it was, for some reason, I was walking, and and it was on the other side of town, and I'm going through this neighborhood mm. that I'm I'm quote familiar with, right? And and but I can't get to the, I can't get to where I need to be oh, for no. the parade, and and I'm and I keep it's late, and and I end up at somebody's house, and the neighborhood, Aaron. Next to the neighborhood was like not a lazy river, but but a almost like a viaduct, but it was oh. natural. It was just flowing, flowing near the. I was like, well, this is a cool feature in this neighborhood. Holy cow! People were swimming. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then I was at this at this house where there was a party, and I go in and I ask a friend of mine from high school that I haven't seen in years. And I and I had I had taken my socks off. And once I take my socks off, I can't put them back on. I have to put clean socks. I know. Okay, yeah, I know. Okay, I just you can't put dirty <laughs> socks back on your feet. They're so clean, yeah. And and I would never do this. And I asked him I was at his house for some reason. I said, "Dude, I need to borrow some clean socks." <laughs> I would never oh borrow gosh. anybody else's socks. Wow. It was just it was the strangest thing and that I couldn't get freaky. to I couldn't get to the parade. Oh man. And then when I finally did, I was up on this it was like a wagon, like a I mean like a horse drawn wagon, like like the Beverly Hillbillies kind of thing. It was stacked up so high that I'm looking down <laughs> and it was my vet's float i don't it, it's just the weirdest thing I've, okay the experts say it had no it had no correlation to any the emotion you're feeling in the dream is the is related to some emotion you're feeling in real life i do you think there's any stress in my life <laughs> my daughter halfway around the country my son oh my is moving God. home my wife is now on a mission trip out of the country oh she's gone now yeah oh so you're batching it again? So, yeah. Wow. And apparently I, I can't go to bed at a decent hour if I'm in the house by myself. Oh. And it's not like I'm watching a ball game or a, a race yes, exactly. that I can't stop and, and pick up the next day or the next mm. evening. No, I have to keep oh, <laughs> the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> you need like a meditation. You need to do some sort. You need some sort of calming thing, something calming. And I don't mean Xanax, but that might help. (laughs) Something to does Xanax calm you down, Ruben? I'm I'm I don't know my drugs. Yes, it does. Okay, (laughs) you heard right. I I, I may need one of Ruben's prescriptions. (laughs) There you go. Get you some gummies. That would do it. Oh, there you go. Uh, you know, Mike. I'm, I'm, Actually, well, I, I have know. some. Um, oh, oh, what's the the gummy? The um, 
the help you sleep? Melatonin? Yeah, melatonin, I have yeah. melatonin. Well, you should try I have that. Some, yeah, I, I need to. I need to take those. Pop a couple of them little gummies yeah. and see what happens. Just do two. Don't don't go crazy. Oh, you, you don't wake do up six at eight. Or seven? You wake up at eight in the morning. <laughs> oh gosh, I missed the whole show. <laughs> oh, I've had that dream too. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh man, yeah. That's just, that's a struggle. I you know I didn't do much of anything so over the bizarre. weekend. I had, and I had a weird dream, but I don't ever remember them. I know I woke up with drool. So when I wake up with drool, I had a I had a weird dream. So really, yeah, but I don't remember it. I, they, I they remember mine, away. but there there are, there's no linear storytelling to it. You know ah, what I mean? Okay, it's it's yeah. just it's it's events. Mm-hmm. Now it seems linear at the time, right? Oh, gosh, that's yeah. bizarre. Like, bizarre. Oh my gosh! It, it, you know, if you know me and you've listened to me for a long time um, to our show, I don't think you're going to hear me go crazy as much as you will at six forty. I'm about to come unglued. If it's what we talked about, yeah, yeah I'm about to come unglued, and uh, you know, is- I I'm shocked. That little law needs to be changed. That's all I'm going to say. See, Tell I'm every not, lawmaker you know they need to be listening. Somebody needs to get on this and change it like ASAP. I'm not shocked. After what I've what I've sat through and what I've seen mm, personally. Wait till you hear this. Yeah. Wait till you hear this. We're going to talk crazy. about that coming up. Mike and McCarty. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keo, Mike and McCarty. I watched the race over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Pretty incredible. Yeah, it was actually a good race. It's Look a good at finish. McLaren coming up mm-hmm. and Aston Martin dropping off anyway. F one, um, but I did for I just it just went out of my head watching the uh, MLB draft. Just completely forgot. Yeah. Did you watch any Did of it? Did not watch any of it. I'm not a big draft watcher. I want to watch I'm not the either. I'm not either. But we had the top two picks. That was so cool. I know it. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Congratulations. Cruz, one and two. Cruz. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. The only yeah. bad thing about that is like Skeens, he's going to the Pirates. <laughs> I know. I mean, I know. Poor baby. I know, right? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Pittsburgh. Lovely. Okay. Yeah. But you made the pros. Oh, yeah. And I I guess, you know, if you're the, if you're the ace pitcher, how long do you stay in minors before you go right right. away? I mean, I I imagine he's not going to be in the minors for long. Uh, I mean, it depends. It depends on how you handle it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, it's a different game. Yeah. Now, for somebody like him, Mm -hmm. maybe not quite as different. Right. But he is going to be pitching to men who, oh, yeah. who, who have faced better. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. He's not the best pitcher in the world, no doubt. Right. No doubt. And so mm. it, it's 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 like one of the biggest things, co- uh, college quarterbacks that just, um, you know, tear it up in college and then get to the pros and it's like, Whoa. these guys are way faster. Yes. These defenses are bigger, stronger, and faster. They're on my butt the, the yeah. moment I take a step. Right. Yes, exactly. And then the welcome to the NFL rookie. Yeah, it's a different game, that's so for it'll sure. It'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. uh, both of them. You know, yeah. you, you wouldn't expect them to be long right. in the minors. Yeah. I'm going to come a little bit unglued here next, and I'm just going to tell you, we need state lawmakers that are listening, please shoot me a text and let me know if you're on board to change this law, because it certainly needs to be changed. We'll we'll find out what mm. next. Mike and McCartney. Bye.
1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. I'm trying to look up information on this statute. It's a... You know, I don't know. We're going to have to do a little more research on it. It's called a Bernard Hearing, and it's on the books in Louisiana, and it's used very seldomly. But you may not know what we're talking about today. We we sit here in the studio today with the knowledge that uh, Brian Horn is now on death row for the the murder of 12-year-old Justin Bloxham. But I did not know until this weekend what happened during the trial. I was not there when this happened. I would have really gone crazy. The victim's family, right. when they testified before the jury, they... The, the defense attorney imposed what is called a Bernard hearing, which meant that the victims had to testify out of the presence of the jury first. So you have the mother, you have the brothers of Justin Bloxham, you have the grandfather, any other victims, members of the victim's family, had to testify out of the presence of the jury first. With only the judge and lawyers present, and I correct? guess maybe some some people in the in the courtroom, but no jury. The okay. jury was removed. Okay, and then the jury was brought back in. The same person, whether it was the mother, the brothers, the grandfather, whoever it was, had to do the same testimony all over again. Same questions. Try to stick to the same answers. The whole purpose of it was to let the raw emotions get out. Out of the presence of the jury. So the jury doesn't see the raw emotion because you did take one already and now you're doing take two. So perhaps you won't be as emotional. M- Mike, <laughs> I cannot imagine how this law ever got put on the books, how it ever is imposed. I, you know, the the defense attorney in the previous trial didn't use this, didn't pull this up, and didn't require it. But in this trial, they did. This family now, mind you, now we this know was, this family very close. They they, they we right. work with Amy Bloxham. We know her children. We knew Justin. But re-traumatizing this family over and over and over again is absolutely abhorrent. Now, did this take place before sentencing? Yes. Okay. Yes. This was during the testimony. In the trial, when you're, you know, the prosecution is calling witnesses. They called, you know, the the coroner's office. They called the investigators. They called, you know, the fingerprint expert. They called the family members of Justin to talk about, you know, about him and when's the last time you saw him and, you know, all all the things you go through. They had to go through this all twice. I had no clue they did this. And it's a it's some something in Louisiana statutes that is referred to as a Bernard hearing that we have got to fix. We have got to change that law. You cannot do this to victims like this. It's it's again, we uh, you know, you 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 made a few comments last week about um what 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 the defendant was requesting mm-hmm. even coffee. I want coffee. And they would stop and get him coffee. Right. I want this on my monitor. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be able to see this. And they acquiesced. And they didn't every hand- request this guy. As he was leaving the courthouse, he's not handcuffed. He's walking out in his street clothes, unhandcuffed. Now, we did find out from the sheriff he did have a shock belt on under his clothes. But he wasn't handcuffed. He's walking to an SUV and climbing in an SUV like he's just a regular dude. 
you know, I can, I can, I understand because later they'll come back and go, well, they, the jury was tainted because he was shackled and mm-hmm. he had the orange jump. He looked right. guilty. I mean, I can see them. Yes. You know, the defense attorneys like this going, well, he didn't have a fair trial because. But what, what is so wrong about letting the jury see the raw emotions? Well. That's what this defendant caused, raw emotion. Right. Why can't the jury see that? What's wrong with that? (laughs) I I hope you're not asking me. I don't understand how this law ever got passed. I don't understand. Somebody needs to jump up. One of our lawmakers that is listening to me, I need you to shoot me a text that you will do whatever you can to change this law. And And maybe call us and let's talk about why this is even allowed. Why this is on the books? What what started this? How did this get there? It's it's rarely used, but this lawyer, I mean, I guess to his credit, I don't like it. I think it was kind of a sleazy thing to do. It but, goes back to 1992, State of Louisiana versus Lawrence Bernard. Oh. And it was a, a case again with the Supreme Court of Louisiana in November of 1992. And uh, it talks about that, the, uh, the emotional testimony mm. of the victim's. Let's let the victim's raw emotions be seen by the jury for crying out loud. Let's minimize the victims and let's coddle the criminals. Yeah, let's do everything we can not to offend the criminal. Let's do everything to protect them. Come on. That's ridiculous. And to put this family through what they did last week, when I heard that, I thought... I cannot believe that really happened. I thought they were bullshnoggling oh, me. Absolutely, they said, no, no, we had no, to testify twice. This mother had to watch her children each get up there and testify twice and go through that. And her father twice. I thought, holy cow, what have we come to? This is ridiculous. The, uh, in this decision, the report, I'm quoting, the report included a victim impact statement containing descriptions of the personal characteristics of the victims Mm. the severe emotional impact of the crimes on the surviving family members and the survivors opinions of the crimes and the defendant see that's where the problem comes Mm -hmm. their opinions yes yeah it's just nuts i'm just shocked that it happens and we need to stop it it's ridiculous michael mccarty 1017 fm One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. <laughs> this is this is pretty interesting. Did you know? Of course, if if I were to ask you, um, our state bird, pelican, brown pelican, brown pelican. Yeah, mm-hmm. even though it's not a brown pelican on our flag. Yeah, it's a white pelican on our flag, which I don't understand that. Our state bird is a brown pelican the flag should have a brown pelican on it yeah and the blood drops on the something to do with the blood drops i don't yeah i'm not sure something there was something with the blood drops there's some symbolism to there but i don't remember what it was our state motto um i think i know this one uh something about sportsman's paradise union justice confidence confidence yes that's right yeah state's nickname 
Bayou State. I think so. Yeah. Or Sportsman's Paradise? Maybe. I'm not sure. Don't we have a state drink, too? Isn't it, There's a is state it milk? dog. Oh, it's the Catahoula Hound. I think the Cur, yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. We there's a whole list. Uh, yeah. There's a there's a story on our website, keelnews.com. Uh, the state's musical instrument. Zydeco? I don't that, know. That's not an I instrument, I don't know. It? it doesn't have the answers on the... Oh, it doesn't? Gonna, I, I, I know. Oh, well, we need the answers, you doodlehead. <laughs> Did I just call him a doodlehead? I know. State symbols. Louisiana-themed questions... I don't know that. I, we should know that. We were born here. We raised I, here. Born here, lived here all my life so far. We have a state musical instrument, and we don't know what it is. I, okay. I, yeah, I did not realize that. What's our tree? Like, Mississippi has the magnolia. What is ours? I would, well, Cypress? I don't know. I would think Cypress. That's the first thing that comes to my mind, but I don't know. That's one of the questions. State's reptile, that would seem pretty obvious. The gator, yeah. I would think. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I, I don't know because they don't post the answers. Yeah. Well, haven't they posted? That's a doodlehead who did that, yeah. What are the state's colors? Colors. Is it blue and white? That's the flag. Right. I don't I don't know. If it's not blue and white, it better be purple and gold. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I didn't know state we had colors. insect. What would, oh, a I skeeter. Mean, well, you would think. It's got to be a skeeter. I don't know. We have I wouldn't think insect. they would actually do the mosquito as a state insect. Yeah. I think it would be something more beneficial. <laughs> I don't know what that would what be. What insect is beneficial? Well, they're all beneficial in some manner. Yeah, for being squished. Or or feeding other things. I mean, they're no, all. No, and some insects no. are beneficial in, in like, controlling spiders or uh you know there there are some benefit to decorating the bottom of my shoe yeah they're good yeah, yeah they're well, good at that i don't like any insects i'm no. not saying they're all good <laughs> but i'm <laughs> oh it's gotta be I, skeeter yeah i'm gonna look that up now michael okay. mccarty 1017 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. We spoke with uh, Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault late last week, maybe Friday, talking about the debris being cleaned up mm -hmm. uh, uh, along the streets of Shreveport. A lot of limbs and branches and trees, trunks and uh, cut up trees. And uh, it's just, it's just, I don't think anybody's complaining about that. It's just it's something that has to be done. Yes, you know, it and does. it's going to take time. We don't have those trucks with the arms that pick them up. Mm -hmm. I mean, we may have one or two. I've seen them before, uh, but not enough. No, we to, don't have to no. clean up, and not the real heavy heavy duty ones to pick up whole trees, which this company will have. They'll have they'll come in with you right. know, big trucks that can pick up a whole tree. But we got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Uh, somebody said, this has been on my street since the renters moved out July 1st. And there's a couple of pictures. And it looks like they've just cleaned out this house, mm -hmm. which obviously was, was bleh. Yeah. I mean, there's just, 
an old, looks like a waterlogged, rotten wooden desk. There's baby seats. There's boxes. There's debris. Uh, I mean, there's even a, a printer scanner. It looks like it's broken. Uh, all just stacked up on the side of the street. Mm-hmm. Haphazardly at best. Right. Some of it's falling into the street. And and uh, the message was there needs to be an ordinance that, that this has to be illegal. I'm not sure that there isn't an ordinance. I'm sure there is. Um, I will tell you that if you have um, a pile of debris like that that is not vegetative debris, um, the city of Shreveport does come out and pick up that stuff, but you have to call and schedule an appointment. They don't just come out and do that regularly. Like on trash day, they're not going to just clean up your great big no, pile of No, they're empty. not. You have to call and make an appointment. Okay. And you can do that at ShreveportLA.gov. You can navigate the, the city's website and try to schedule an appointment. Now, it's slow because they have a lot of people, and there, and there are people that will put out refrigerators and things like that. The best thing for that is... You know, for those big items and tires, is they do a they do it. I think twice a year, Shreveport Green does, I believe, an anything goes day mm-hmm. at the fairgrounds, and you just pile up everything you want in the back of a pickup truck, and you go out there, and it can be, you know, any items, tires, old washing machines, whatever, and they will take it. Uh, we'll have to find out when the next day of that is due, and if somebody from Shreveport Green shoot me a text, and we'll publicize that. But other otherwise, bulky items, you got to schedule an appointment. For bulk collection, it's called. So maybe bulk maybe these people did schedule an appointment, and they just haven't because the city's been overwhelmed, haven't had the chance to mm-hmm. pick it up yet. Yeah, the the bulky items you can only rec- one pile per request, and the, here's the problem: the pile must not be larger than 15 feet by six feet by six feet high. They have some rules. If it's too big, they okay. won't do it. So you might have to separate it into two and let them do two different, you know, I don't know. Um, But you brought up an interesting point a moment ago when you said like a refrigerator. Mm -hmm. If you put a refrigerator on the street or one of those like deep freeze containers, Mm -hmm. you have to take the door off. You do, absolutely do. I've seen them on the street with the door still attached. Mm -hmm. It's a hazard. Kids could come in there and go, I got a rocket ship and then Mm -hmm. get trapped inside. Right. And you don't want to be responsible for that. No, you absolutely do not. Now, there are some things they will not pick up. They're not going to pick up, you know, building materials. No gasoline-powered tools or auto parts. No pianos, organs, swing, or gym sets, those kinds of things. No stumps and roots. Now, we have put stuff out on our high-traffic street um, because we know I can put this out on the street and somebody's going to go, I want that mm, and, and yeah. come and pick it up. Oh, yeah. If you have tables, now, I don't yeah. leave. I don't leave stuff out there for days and days and days. No. But I know there are things that, that we put out there. It's going to get picked up. Somebody will come grab it. Yeah. yeah. I see that a lot on some of the neighborhood pages. It'll say, hey, on this street, Free. Uh, j- just put out a lazy boy. And, yeah. You know, people go, okay. And it's first come, first serve. You'll get it. Whoever grabs it gets it. That happens a lot. But if you've got a house just of junk that's been put out on the side, you're going to re- probably need to make an appointment with them to come out and do a bulk pickup. My, my wife called me one day. She runs and she runs like through South Highlands. And mm-hmm. and she said, bring your truck. Gave me the address of this street. I said, oh, <laughs> oh, oh no. Lord. Bicycle. A, really? A nice like mountain type mountain type bike like a schwinn oh wow 
the front tire, they looked like they may have run over it. Okay. The front tire was like bent. Ah, that's easy Everything fix. else was perfect. Wow. It was like, oh my God, seriously? They yeah. bent the front tire and they said, oh, throw it away. Oh my. And so she got this great, you know, nice bike. Just bought a new front tire for it. You're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's a good deal. That's a real good deal. I know a lot of groups that give away bikes too. Bill Lund, the TV guy, he does a bikes giveaway too. And if you ever run into a bike, let him know because he fixes them up and gives them to needy kids. Uh, my neighbor does that. Mm. Photographer here oh, in town. Cool. He does that. He collects. He, I know he did. Whether he still does or not, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, he collects bikes like that and fixes them. And, and gives them the exact kids same thing. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a great program, and a lot of kids need bikes in our community, no doubt about it. Just ready for them to pick up all the debris around town. Right. They're coming. They're coming. They're hopefully getting the contract finalized. Hopefully they did it Friday, and they the trucks could be rolling as early as a week from today. Could be. Tim Fletcher Sports coming up next. Mike and McCarty, 1017. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. There's a, a story on keelnews.com that asks if you know your Louisiana state symbols, mm. but they don't tell you what they are. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But you found them out. I did some digging. Okay, good. So. Remember I said there's obviously a Louisiana state insect. Mm -hmm. And our first response was... Skeeters. Of course. Everybody says that that's our state bird, the Mm -hmm. the, the skeeter. No. I said it it would have to be an insect that would be beneficial. Okay. Okay. You wouldn't just designate... I mean, I guess maybe somebody would... Mosquitoes are deadly, yeah. Yeah. We don't want to honor them. So the state insect is the honeybee. The honeybee, okay. Now, now, wouldn't you say that's beneficial? I guess honeybees are good. Thank you. Okay, I can live with them. I don't squish them. (laughs) No, please don't. (laughs) We need the honeybees. State dog. It's Catahoula hound, isn't it? Catahoula leopard dog. Okay. I had never heard of them until I looked for this one day. Right, right. Never heard of them. We have a a, a reptile, and that's, that's pretty easy. Gators. Yep, it okay. is the gator. Um, we also have the 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 um, lo- the slogan. Okay. The nickname that was it. The state nickname, and and we said Bayou State. The Bayou State. That's not it, it. That's not it. What is uh, it? Apparently, according to state symbols USA.org, the Pelican mm-hmm. State. Okay. I can go with that because the pelican is the state bird. It is right? the, the state bird. Brown pelican. State symbol. Mm-hmm. See it on the side of a helmet. Oh, fleur de lis. Fleur de lis. Yeah. Okay. French. Got that. Which remember during the really huge, they were trying to re, you know people were saying it's racist and all this. Oh, I, I didn't know oh, that. Gosh. We want to get rid of it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I wanted to. The oh. tree. You were. We were right. Oh, the cypress, yeah. The, yeah, the bald cypress. Okay. Is the state tree. Now, there's a state wildflower. Oh, state wildflower. What is it? Louisiana iris. 
I would have never got that. I wouldn't have either. If I had to take this test, I would have failed that one. There's a state flower, not a wildflower. Now there's a state flower. Oh, no. The magnolia. Magnolia? Okay. Magnolia. All right. I won't say somebody cut down a beautiful magnolia tree because they were tired of raking those leaves. Oh, boy. No. Don't do that. No. Not good. Amphibian. Amphibian. Turtle? Green tree frog. Oh, no. I don't like them. Give those to Is a turtle an amphibian? I don't know if a turtle is. (laughs) I don't know. Got me wondering. Give the frogs to the chief. (laughs) If you want to find... Yeah. If you want to, if you want to read that, there is an article on uh, keelnews dot com. All of the uh, state symbols, bird, yeah, pretty easy. Mm, okay, pelican, yeah, yeah, brown pelican, brown not the one pelican. on our flag, right? Exactly. Which is the white pelican? I would have failed that test. I think if I had to get ten questions right, I don't know, I probably failed it. I yeah, I was surprised at how poorly I did on the grammar test. Yes. Oh, we my both, gosh. Yeah, we both Aaron. didn't do well on that. I got a D at least. Better than you. And the, <laughs> You're not kidding. <laughs> it's those colons and semicolons and, yeah. Well, for me, it was the the nouns and verbs and adverbs. Oh, I got that one. All that. I mean, I, I, I know what a verb is and a mm-hmm. noun, but I, apparently with that. you go deeper than that. I'm, yeah. If you want to take that grammar test, I think it's still up at keelnews.com. We sucked bad. <laughs> yeah, we sucked bad. <laughs> oh. Didn't oh. do well. Well, um, okay. Yeah, I got, I got something. Next hour, hold on. Stay, okay. stay with us. 1017 FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keo, Mike and McCarty. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble. I'm gonna get in trouble. I got that. You have teacher friends, right? I have teacher friends. Yes, yes. Ruben has teacher friends. Sure. I, I'm really put under the gun by my teacher friends not to talk about in the summer when school goes back. They're like, I don't want to talk about it. Don't you bring it up? I'm gonna okay, bump not, you in the head. Okay, because they. They want their summer. I got you. Well, I'd like a summer too, but that's a different subject. Less than a month away from school. Right. Less than a month away. I don't Um, understand that logic. Why you want to start, you want to start in the middle of August Mm -hmm. and you're going to have to cool down all those buildings. Now it's early August. Early August. Students in Caddo Parish go back to school August 9th. Less than a month. Today's the 10th of July. Less than a month, students return August 9th in Caddo Parish. In Bossier Parish, August 10th is for Bossier Parish. So they're one month out from school going back. DeSoto Parish, I'm sorry, guys, in DeSoto, August 7th is the day back. Wow. August 7th. What happened to Labor Day? I we used to go back after Labor Day. Yes. That's I, when you went back to September was back to school. And when did this idiocy start? A fall break. October 9th through the 13th. When did we get a week off in October? And why? 
Go and back to school yeah. in September and eliminate the fall break. We don't need a fall break if you push the start back a week. Because they're going to say, well, we have to start earlier because they have X number of days required in classroom mm-hmm. learning. Yeah. I understand all that. S- eliminate the stupid breaks. The fall break is ridiculous. And then they have a, they have another break Thanksgiving week. Then they have another two weeks at Christmas. Then they have a spring break. And then don't they have a Mardi Gras they get a day or two off for Mardi Gras. They get a day or so off for um, MLK Day, President's Day. They get another day. I mean, there's a lot of breaks they get. It is, And they have a lot of teacher development days, too, on Fridays where you don't go on Friday. I just don't understand. And a lot of it, they will tell you, has to do with testing. But there's something new in DeSoto. But it's not new, probably. DeSoto Parish has a winter break February. 19th through 23rd and then a month later a spring break for a week why why yeah you have a week off each february and in march okay there's two weeks and then if you do that fall break there's a there's your month right Mm -hmm. there go back to to go back to september they have a fall break after labor day Oh, because then you won't finish the second semester by the holiday, and kids will lose all that learning if they have. Uh, there's a we lot did it, of debate. Did it for fifty? I for know how long, forever. And who failed the grammar test? Yeah, it was us. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. One oh one seven FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. We one of our one of our employees encountered somebody in our backyard over here at the radio station. Mm-hmm. That's early this morning. Early yeah. this morning before before daylight. That's frightening. Like, hey, dude, you're on private property. Mm-hmm. I thought private property had to have a fence. No. Uh no. He's trying to get in vehicles for crying right. out loud. Yeah. Getting in people's pickup. Y'all have pickup trucks. Who's yeah. getting in the back Which of pickup I keep trucks? Locked. Oh, you have a cover on yours. No, 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 no. Not the. I don't have anything in the back of my truck. Yeah. Right no. He was looking in the back of people's pickups to see if there was anything in there. I and I struggle with a. And I had an episode Saturday that I'm. You know, I'm Monday morning quarterbacking, and I'm like, I could have handled this better. What should I've done differently? So give me your advice. I go to the um, the Circle J store and to get a um, to get a Powerball ticket. Okay. And how'd you do on that, by the way? I didn't do uh, uh-huh. hush. I put it on there. Powerball drawings up to six fifty. Anyway, and I go in and it, there's a line of people and I'm waiting in line. But I notice a lady over there by the the drink machine, and she's fidgety, and she has one shoe in her backpack. And one shoe in her purse. Um, and she's... Any caught, on her feet? She had sandals on her feet, but these were sneakers she was carrying. Okay. One in the purse, one in the backpack. They would have both fit in the backpack. I just wouldn't... And she started pulling stuff out of her purse. And then she started waving her arms up and down oh. like she was going to fight somebody. And she was getting a drink, a, one of those tall drinks... Um, I guess someone had bought it for her. I'm not sure what the deal was. And I had taken Bo with me because I knew I'm going to run in. He's not going to be out in the car long. I'm going to roll the window down for him. Um, it'll be 10 seconds. I'll be in and out because he loves to go B-Y-E, B-Y-E. Oh, I don't have to spell it. Y'all aren't him. <laughs> when I, I have to spell it in front of him. Otherwise, he'll freak out. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I get back in my car 
as she's coming out of the store, um, she comes to my window where Bo is sitting there. And I'm like, okay, if Bo hadn't been there, I would have been like, whoa, get back. And she says to me, she goes, do you smoke? And I said, no, ma'am, I don't. And she just kind of gave me a huffy look and walked away. And then she's in the parking lot where cars are pulling in and out. It was busy because it's a Powerball day. And she starts screaming, get out of my body. I told you to get out of my body. Don't come into my body. I mean, she starts screaming. Right. And I felt so bad because I could have, I didn't have cash. I rarely carry cash. But I could have gone in and, and, and bought her cigarettes. I could have, uh, but I, you know, but yeah, I don't, I, did, I was like, I didn't want to do that. But I thought, I just drove off, Mike, and you know me, and I feel terrible about that. Right. I knew she needed help. But you're, she needs help that you're not prepared to give. Exactly. There was nothing I could There's do nothing, for her. That's true. I don't that's have a card to say, hey, go to Shreveport Mental Health. She wouldn't go if, even if you gave her a card. She would, but the thing was, she was a, you could tell she was a very attractive woman at one point. She was thin and blonde hair, beautiful girl, but she was all eat up by bugs. She was she hadn't been she hadn't bathed in a long time. It, she was dirty and grimy, and I thought, oh my gosh, what can you do for somebody like that? And if you just gave them cash, yeah, they're going to buy cigarettes and or or alcohol. You know, right. I don't know that she had an alcohol problem. I just know she had a mental problem. Right. Where do these folks turn? What is there for them to do to get off the street? And I, you know, I posted something on my Facebook page about it because I felt so bad. Just ask for prayers is all. I mean, that's the most I could do. There are facilities available, and and one is the hub ministries mm-hmm. uh, that that work with people and and you know find uh, help for people like that. Because she obviously needs medication. Right. She obviously needs a, a place to stay. Um, she was dressed very, you know, in in uh, loose fitting clothing, so she wouldn't. Be, but imagine being out in this heat all day. Mm. I just I left there feeling terrible about myself because I didn't do anything to help. Um, but then I got home and I thought, what could you have done? What could you and even if you had cash? Unfortunately, though. You're opening yourself up to danger in a lot of situations. That's the problem. And if I hadn't had Bo with me, who's a Bo's a big, mean, imposing looking dog. Right. And if I hadn't had Bo with me, I would have been scared, and I would have, you know, peeled out of the parking lot. As uh, a general rule, I do not give out cash. I know. I, I do not give out cash. If you're standing on a corner with a sign, mm-hmm. I don't care how you look at me. You're not getting cash from me. Right now, in situations. I will buy somebody food. I'll buy you food, too. I've done the same. But people say you shouldn't. The people that work with the homeless ministry say you should not. You should direct them to where they can get help. Otherwise, they will continue to stay on our streets and continue to bother folks. I just felt terrible about myself. I I felt really low. You can't do that. And I thought, ah, just pray for her and and others like her. I mean, they need our prayers. That's for sure. 101.7 FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel. 
Ruben's working on a story right now. There's apparently multiple people shot. Is that right? We're hearing that. I don't, we're not sure yet. We're trying to confirm. Uh, I said apparently. It's on yeah. uh, Crooked Creek Drive, Flournoy Lucas Road. Big police presence there, 25 units. Um, mm. And from everything I've seen, it's a shooting and multiple victims injured. So, Golly. We have another emergency going on. It's been going on for most of the morning of fire. Fairfield near Ockley. So if you see all the fire crews there, they've got at least, it looks like, um, 12, 13 fire emergency vehicles there. Um, a possible big fire. I'm not sure if it's a home or business, but that's Fairfield and Ockley. So a lot of emergency crews. We don't know anything yet on the, uh, the shooting. Crooked Creek, Flournoy Lucas in the southeast part of the city. I'm not sure where Crooked Creek comes in there. I don't know. Yeah, um, we're checking to see with the city officials what we know about that. But to have 25 police units on the scene tells you that something big has happened. Um, it's it's sad. And it ha- it began, what, right before 7 this morning, which is an odd time. Right, yeah. It was, it was right before it says 6.57, it says the call came in to 911. Golly. I now, just... with, with the level of... Uh, personnel we have with the department having 25 units at one location right kind of worries me yeah exactly it is it's a struggle um and again we don't know yet what sparked it I, you know is is that a residential area i would assume so i don't know um and from what i'm looking at it looks residential uh, there's mm-hmm. a few pictures up online uh, on, uh, but yeah we just don't need this again i i just can't Absolutely even imagine not. That it's a, oh, golly. You've got, you. The, the thing is, when I click to see, there are eight medical emergency units on the scene of the shooting. Mm. Eight medical units. Um, that is a strong, and it could be a, could be a fire, a fire truck could be there. You know, I don't know. Um, but to see that there are eight medical units troubles me. I'm like, why do you need eight? medical units at the scene that is just a a struggle so we'll try to follow up find out what's going on with that but again that's a busy busy area and uh, and and also fairfield and ockley you're going to have to avoid that area for the time being because there's a lot of ems crews there too uh, mm. From what I'm seeing, they might have opened it back up, but that that part of uh, Fairfield where the fire is is shut down or was shut down. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to fire, go around. So go around. Golly, we don't need this on a Monday. Good night. We don't need this any day. But then to to see this and think, oh my gosh, it's a struggle. We'll have to reach out to the uh, police spokesman see if we can get some more details. Mm-hmm. 1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike. One hundred one seven FM seven ten. Keo Mike and McCarty. Earlier, we were talking about school going back into session August eighth. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Uh, but we got a message, and I'm going to play. I'm look. I, I'm I'm going to play devil's advocate because you know a big discussion, especially during the the budget, the budget session that sure. we had, uh, was teacher pay, and we got a. <laughs> I'm going to read this now. Don't shoot the messenger. No. Uh, A message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board uh, because you were talking about, uh, or we were talking about, um, well, they're they're starting 
in August. Mm-hmm. First week of August. But now they have a fall break, which is a week. Is mm-hmm. that right? It's a week. A week. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanksgiving. Yep. They have a week at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. They have a week at Christmas. Two. Two. Mm-hmm. Two weeks. Typically okay. two. Yeah. So there's a month right there. Mm-hmm. You can start a month later and eliminate. Well, you don't want to eliminate Thanksgiving or Christmas, but you can But do you certainly... have to give them the whole week of Thanksgiving? Can you right. give them like Wednesday through Friday? Right. Maybe they go two days. A week at Christmas. Maybe just a week at Christmas. Yeah. So there's, there's ways to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, the message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board says, Aaron, you're finally getting it! <laughs> exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Teacher, I'm reading, teacher's pay isn't so bad for a half year's work. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. 180 days is less than a half of a year. Whoa. They are just the largest voting block anywhere. Mm. That's why they get away with bitching about their pay. Let them start working a full year. Then we can talk about teacher pay. That's not me saying that. That's not, not Mike saying, saying that. that. I'm That's reading the message on the message board. People people gripe about that a lot, but I'm going to tell but you. Aaron, a- how many people go, I'm going to be a teacher because I get summers off? Yeah, and you get, you get, yeah, you get a lot of time off. You do get a lot of time off. Now, I'm required to be here 50 mm-hmm. weeks out of the year. Right. I'm required to be here like now, if 40. You, if you take the weekends, I know, <laughs> you, 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 oh, you've got a little seniority as far as this job is concerned. I've been in radio longer than you. Mm-hmm. If, if you look at the year, if you take weekends out, okay, most people work Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. That's 260 days of the year. So you're not working 365 days out of the year. Okay. No. Now, you take a two-week vacation out of that, that's 246 days. Yeah. So, um, are you going, you know, you're not working 365 days either. No. But but teachers go, a lot of teachers, I'm not going to tell you every teacher, but I know teachers who do summer camps for no pay. They go to kids' piano recitals and they go... To a lot of events that they're not required to do, but they do because they're great teachers. Um, and they spend a lot of time in the evenings doing things that, you know, you and I can leave our job at, at our job. Typically, most people can leave their jobs at work and go home and be themselves. Teachers have to go grade papers. They have to do assignments. They have to do their planning. So they do a lot of things from home that we don't do. So, I, you know, I don't quite... Um, get that they only work, you know, the 200 days or whatever it is. I think they work. Yeah, I, I think they do a lot more than that. And a lot of them do extracurricular activities where they are. Now, they are paid extra for some of those. Uh, some of those they're not. But to say they only work 180 days, I, you know, I, teachers would tear me up if I, if I said that. So, right. Uh, don't think that that's the case. But, you know, are they paid like the Southern Regional Average? They're not yet. We, we, if we want good teachers, we have to make sure that we're paying them right. And you got to keep up with the Joneses. I hate to say that, but that's kind of what you have to do. Sure. Well, it's like the police department. If you want good people, you're going to have to pay them. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Are, are, you know, I'm not saying that, well, we're, we're not paying people because we don't want to. Right. But that's the hard reality of the fact. God, yeah. 
Mm. You know, if somebody if somebody's going to put their life on the line, and if we're and I'm just bringing the, if we're paying fifty five thousand dollars a year, but they can go to a, another city with probably less crime and make seventy thousand dollars a year right. or sixty, right? Sixty five. I mean, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? Yeah. I just struggle with this starting school on the 7th or 8th well, of absolutely. August. Absolutely. It is I do just too. ludicrous. Because now you're better. having to uh, cool all these buildings down mm-hmm. for another an additional month. Yep, and not all our school buses have air. So that's a little bit of a problem as well. So, you know, I, it's a struggle. It really is a struggle. Is that the struggle bus? It's the struggle bus, yeah. We have more information on what appears to be a a big shooting in southeast Shreveport. When we come back, I'll give you the latest information I have, see if we can get in touch with police. But seven FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty, and uh, a lot going on. First of all, the rain is coming down here at the radio station. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice, heavy rain. Um, so if you are out and about, please drive carefully. Uh, but there is some uh, there's some activity going on. Uh, Ruben, help me out on the street. I don't have it in front of me. There's a shooting that's going yes. taking place. Yes. Uh, let me see. It's on Crooked Creek and Flournoy Lucas. So, and, and to tell you where that is, if you go down Linwood, um, past Burt Coons, okay, yeah. keep going down Linwood, and then you take a right on Flournoy Lucas. Um, Crooked Creek is just off of that, and it's just north of Flournoy Lucas, which is where this subdivision is. Uh, there were reports that um, there was some sort of dispute. Uh, one person was possibly shot, and then another person holed up in a home and continued to fire shots. Um, we have, you know, eyewitnesses down there who who heard the gunshots. Heard, and I'm quoting, heard a ton of gunshots. Mm. We believe the man fired shots at the police. Um, it was a domestic call that apparently turned on to the police. Um, there were more than 20 units, 25 units, I believe, Ruben, at last report that uh, were on the it's scene. It's saying 30 now. 30. Um, yeah. How many medic units? That's what I'm, I'm worried uh, about. Let me see. Crooked 15. No, Ruben. Crooked Creek, Florida Lucas, yep. Medical Emergency Medical 15. units, 15. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. That was, that, that, that was about an hour ago, it looked like. Mm-hmm. Now, again, the police are very, very busy. They are, you know, working the scene now. They've set up a, a command center at uh, Gold Star Roofing, which if you know where Gold Star is, it's right there at the corner of Linwood and Flournoy Lucas. They have a big complex there. And so they are, um, they have all the units there until they can figure out, is he on the, is he on foot now? Is he on the loose or is he still holed up in a home? We don't know. We're we're waiting for information from the police department. Again, we don't know how many people were hurt. Uh, we don't know anything about 
you know, were any police officers hurt? People are asking me that. My phone is blowing up. Do we know if any officers were hit? We do not know that. So um, we we have been told by three different sources now that shots were fired at the police. Um, where again, I, I've put in an a, you know an ASAP call to the police uh, public information officer folks who are very busy at this moment. They are probably on the scene, and now this rain is pouring down. So. Um, <laughs> It's it's a tragedy, and we're praying Apparently that no officers were hurt. There's there's somebody that's been hit because you've got 15 medical units, uh, so we don't know fatalities, we don't know injuries. No, we don't. We don't know anything about that yet. But I, you know, you can only surmise by 15 medic units being out there that there are more than one, multiple people that have been right. wounded or hurt. Um, just keep those folks in your prayers. More information will be coming out. Obviously, they have to get down there and sort things out and try to figure out, you know, get help for the victims first and then try to figure out what happened. And but the weird thing is for this to have started at what just before 7 a.m. on a Monday morning, like 658, 657 or whatever yeah, the first call was came the in. First call. That's very, very bizarre. And, you know, I have friends who are at that roofing company and they get to work around seven ish or something like that so they heard the shots and again said to me that they heard tons of shots and they they're helping the police as much as they can so um it's a it's a tragedy there and i'm praying they're not that many people hurt but when you see that number of medic units you it makes you worry. We're still reaching out we'll uh, hopefully find some more information and uh, pass that along Mike and McCarty 1017 1017 FM 710 Keel. Mike and McCarty talking during the break. Uh, the July 4th mass shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, four people ended up getting killed. Yes. Seven, I think, injured, wounded. Mm-hmm. Um, this, to me, this seems like it's a different situation, though. Yeah, but you, we're, we're, and if you're just joining us, there is a report of a... Uh, another shooting involving multiple victims um, on Crooked Creek, which is just off Flournoy Lucas Road, just north of Flournoy Lucas, west of Linwood um, in southeast Shreveport. It is, um, there's some commercial stuff in there, but this is a residential area where this Crooked Creek is. Um, it started apparently as some sort of domestic dispute, possibly between neighbors from what we're hearing. And that one person was shot initially and that the um, one person holed up inside a home with a gun, a a long gun, and then started firing as the police arrived, was still shooting. Um, Started at 7 and then there were reports at 7.30 there were still shots being fired Mm. that police were shot at. Um, And I don't know specifically how many people were wounded. I know there are several medic units on the scene. They've set up a command post at the roofing company there at Linwood and Flournoy Lucas. Um, and there are, last report, I think Ruben said there were 30 
police and fire units on the scene of that I think incident? I think it's gone up since then. Actually. Again? Yeah. Uh, let me see. 32 now <sighs> and 18 medical units, which probably include fire and other. Yeah. There were yeah. some, like those fire SUVs, and they had a couple of fire trucks, I know, down there. Right. Now, and of uncon- course, it's pouring rain now. Mm. Unconfirmed report. We did get a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. And again, this is unconfirmed, but per a firefighter on the scene, three shot, no police officers, still very much active. Okay. Now that's unconfirmed. We don't, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that it's a fluid situation. So we yes. don't know if shots are still being fired or not. Right. Don't know anything yet about the victims, you know, who they are, anything about what sparked this. Again, it's way too early to, um, you know, we're getting reports of even Bossier City police headed down I-49. Right, right. Uh, hopefully we'll have police joining us here in just a minute. It looks like they are ready to, to go. We will check with the uh, Shreveport police when we get back. Micah McCarty, 101.7 FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, Shreveport Police Officers, Fire Department, Emergency Personnel are on the scene of a uh shooting and I don't know if it's still an active shooter situation. Uh is she, do we did we get a hold of Angie uh Sergeant Angie Wilhite uh with the Shreveport Police Department is on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker hotline mm-hmm. with us. Sergeant, good morning. Uh what can you tell us? Uh good morning, Mr. Mike. I can tell you that just just before 7 o'clock a.m., Shreveport Police were uh, dispatched to the 9400 block of Crooked Creek Drive. We, our preliminary information, and we do have Chris out on the scene there um, to provide further information should you guys need it or send somebody out later. But the preliminary information is that a, a subject um, shot his neighbor, then barricaded himself uh, inside the house, inside his home, once our officers arrived on scene to, you know, start taking control of the situation, the suspect, the suspect began firing shots at the officers, forcing the officers to have to back out. We do know that we have at least one person shot. We've been able to get to them. There may be another. We haven't confirmed that yet. Um, our SRT team has assembled, our SRT team has assembled and they are on scene. We have the media stage a couple of blocks back. Um, we do not have any officers injured at this time, and I haven't received the updated status on the individual that was shot. Is this a, a rifle that's being used by the suspect? Is that what we heard, a long gun? Uh, that is possible. At this point, you know, we uh, at this point we can't determine that because we haven't been able to get close enough to see that. But obviously when shots are being fired at you, it's loud. Um uh, uh, but the preliminary information is rifle, but they're not 100% sure at this point. Again, what I'm giving you is very preliminary. Chris is at the scene and has given me the, uh, some of this, but right now with that barricaded suspect, we're not able to get to the scene to really assess what we have. So what do you do now? What's the what's the process now? So we will get our hostage negotiation team out there, and we will try to make contact with that individual and 
urge that individual to submit to, to, to surrender themselves peacefully. Um, if not, then the SRT commander will determine what the next appropriate actions will be to take. We have our investigative team out on scene that will be working on getting search warrants, uh, warrants for the home, and collecting what information and data that they can at this time. So this uh, is, we, this is an active situation still. Are shots still being fired? No, it is not an active shooter at this point. Shots are not actively being fired. They were fired when officers first arrived. So our, our definition of an active shooter is shots are actively being fired. And when shots are actively being fired, we respond in a much different way. Um, shots are not being fired at this time. Should it transition back to that, then SRT and those on-scene officers will transition to an active shooter type of uh, 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 an uh, the transition to the way we address active shooting. Sergeant Wilhite, let me ask you this. Do we know if where this man is barricaded inside his own home, if there are any other people inside that home with him? That is another thing we haven't been able to determine. That's where our that's where our hostage, hostage negotiators and our SRT are vital to a situation like this. Um, they have devices that they can send in, put in, call, uh, phones that they can throw in to try to get contact with this individual just to see and assess what they have. When someone locks themselves in their home, we don't know what their home looks like on the inside. We don't know who's on the inside of their home. We start trying to contact family members, contact neighbors, get whatever information that we can. We do want to urge anyone who is in their home at this time that is close in that area, within sight of that area, stay in your house. Okay. Shelter in place until police tell you it's okay to come out. You said one shot, maybe another. What makes y'all say that? Was there two people in the house where the victim was that may have also been wounded? Well, we don't know that it happened where where the victim lived. Um, the preliminary information is that it was a neighbor that was shot. So that is what we're trying to determine now. That um, and and that's what I was told by our dispatch, and that's the early on information that they may have another person shot. Have not been able to confirm that at this time. I ask you a dumb question. You know I'm good at that. Do we know anything about what sparked this? Had y'all had calls out to this home? Had y'all had was this a neighborhood dispute that had been going on? Now, that I can't tell you, Aaron. I'm actually on vacation this week, but I, I am headed to the office now to try to get some information on that. Chris should have that by the time you get there uh, through the invest or by the time. If, you, if you'll call back in about an hour, I'll have some more updates. Okay. Um, we are uh, working to determine if there had been an ongoing dispute amongst neighbors, an ongoing domestic dispute. We will be working, our detective team, investigative team, and our SRT team will be working to determine that because that can be vital in how we handle this situation going forward. But again, no police officers or firefighters were hurt at this point. We have no local personnel hurt. No, sir. We do not. Oh, no, ma'am. I'm sorry. No, ma'am. We do not have any police officers or uh, first responders injured or hurt at this time. Now, uh, are, are other agencies helping you? I, I, I see that there's a, a Bossier City armed unit that's gone into the area. Look, Is... I, I'm, so, you know, our, our Bearcat, we have one on order. Um, uh, Bossier City is a Bossier City, Bossier Parish, Caddo Parish, LSP. 
we will have a presence probably of a combination of all of those guys here today. Uh, they always show up to help us in situations like this. We will certainly probably have Bozier's Bearcat on scene. Um, I haven't confirmed that, but I can tell you they always come when we need them. That Bearcat has proven, uh, has saved officers and victims, suspects' lives time and time again. So I'm sure that they will be on the way with the Bearcat if we can't get it resolved before and, and the And that's end. the armored vehicle, the Bearcat? That, that is, and we're able to, you know, deploy things like tear gas and stuff into a residence with a ve- with a vehicle that can take on uh, high powered rifle rounds without getting our officers or those inside injured. And again, wh- the location of this that people need to steer clear of. Where uh, tell tell us again where this is? Ninety four hundred Crooked Creek Crooked Creek Drive. It's off Flournoy Lucas. Um, steer clear of that area. Uh, and all media will stage at the church there um, on Fornoy Lucas. Angie Wilhite, Sergeant, Shreveport Police. Thanks for your time. Yes, ma'am, Miss Aaron. Mm-hmm. 101.7 FM. 7- One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty working uh, in active situation, Crooked Creek. Is that mm-hmm. Crooked Creek at Drive? Flournoy Lucas. Yeah, that's going to be uh, um, north of Flournoy Lucas, just west of Linwood. If you're wondering in Southeast Shreveport, yeah. um, a subdivision right there on Crooked Creek, the ninety four hundred block. We are told. Um, yeah, that whole area is going to be shut down. So just avoid it. And if you're listening and live in that area. Stay away from the windows. Yeah, stay yeah, in, stay inside. Stay Don't inside. go out and rubberneck. Today's not the time. Not, not, they do not have the suspect in custody yet. They are working on getting you know all the uh, appropriate people in place to try to negotiate with this shooter, who apparently early this morning about seven a.m. Uh, shot a neighbor um, in some sort after some sort of dispute. Uh, we know that at least one person was shot, possibly two. Despite what you may be seeing on social media, you know, um, many Multiple people shot. People. We, police have now confirmed at least one person shot, possibly two. They are, uh, again, trying to negotiate with that individual to try to get him to surrender. They don't know, and he he's believed to be in his home um, with some sort of rifle. We don't know if there are other people in the home with him, so we're not sure about that. Um, and we don't know if the victim... And, and possible second victim were both at the, the other home nearby. Again, it's it's still active situation. Bozier sent in. What do they? What do you call the little vehicle? I they think she in? said, "Was it a Bearcat?" Okay. And they have a couple of those armored vehicles. Mm-hmm. They look like armored cars, but even more beefed up with, you know, police law enforcement. Right. And and we we were alarmed earlier when we see that there are eighteen I believe medic units out there, but that may involve a fire truck. It may involve those fire SUVs that come out and you know assist in in situations like this. So to see to see that there were several medic units got people alarmed that this was another mass shooting. We don't know that yet. Again, police have confirmed one person shot. Possibly a second victim. No police officers, no firefighters were shot. They were fired upon. They were shot at. But no one was wounded. 
so far, that's what they're telling us. That's that's directly from police spokesperson Sergeant Will Height. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Just a few moments ago, who spoke with us? Yes, and they are on the scene. Obviously, the chief, everybody will be on the scene. They're trying to clear this up to to get the suspect to turn himself in and trying to negotiate with him now with the hostage negotiating team. That's what they're working on now. If they have to go in to try to get him to surrender, then it'll be a different situation and a lot of tension down there. So stay in your homes if you're in that area. Don't try to go through that area either. Don't try to go see what's going on. Stay away from the area. Absolutely. Micah McCarty, 101.7 FM.